dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. surf show it is our final show of the year ladies and gentlemen and i just want to say a big thank you to all our listeners so far this year uh we've grown substantially boys we've got will weber silky silk in the house and of course two fish one chips and one shooter is here with us tonight uh all good boys what a year wow Whoa. Hello to Will, too. Man. I said all the way, said all the way from... Yeah, he, he said hello to me. He doesn't forget me. Jeez, it's been a year together. How close are we now? I know. It's like OJ Simpson's hand in one glove. Oh, settle down. <laughs> yeah, boys. Uh, wow, what, a, what an amazing year. Uh, we've got a big show that we've got to get through tonight. And it is, again, like I said, our final show before we hit uh, 2016. It's come around so fast. But what an absolute month of surfing... It's been it's been absolutely phenomenal. Topped up with the Billabong Pro in memory of Andy Irons, gentlemen. Let's start with that topic. And there's surrounding topics around the event, but the the Pipeline Pro itself, the lead into it, the before, the the during, and then the aftermath. Uh, gentlemen, uh, who's going to start me off here? Kick it off, shooter, because I'm still emotional. Yeah, oh, mate, so am I. So am I. I think everybody in the almost everybody in the world was willing Mick to win that world title. You know, some of the things he's been through uh, this year have been. You know, unprecedented. It's been unbelievable. You know that he's had to go through what he's gone through, and he's, he's he seems to be the toughest toughest character I've ever seen in my life. But you know, we would have loved to have seen him win, and to see him go out the way he did was uh, very controversial. I mean, to see Gabriel Medina do a, an aerial on a two foot beach break type of wave. I mean, they don't. To me, it's called the Pipe Masters. It's called the Pipe Masters for a reason. It's a barrel riding event, and I just don't think he should have got the score. And it's still a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. Mate, I, I had to go for a swim. I felt sick all day. Every guy I saw, like people had to go surfing. I just had to just get in the water, wash it off. Felt like throwing up. I've got nothing against the Brazilians. They're all top blokes. And when you saw how they all handled themselves in their post interviews, were just bloody mastery, you know, really nice, sweethearted guys. But, mate, had the comp ended the day before with who Mick took on, that would have been the greatest day in surfing history, I reckon. Yeah, look. I'm not going to gloss over over the fact that Adriano de Souza, and I'm not a huge fan of his surfing, but his work ethic is unquestionable. It's undeniable um, that consistency throughout the year um, allowed him to win the world title. But I will agree with both of you guys on this occasion uh, for the world title to be decided not only just in two foot and, and a huge air reverse and or a few other heats that uh, could have went either way um, – it was it was sort of uh, anticlimactic for me because you're right, Shooter. It's the Pipeline Masters. Do you think the judges were sort of put on the spot to give it to give a score? Because yeah, uh, I mean it was a good it was a good maneuver, but I mean it just wasn't what was it a good maneuver? Like, well, was it a good maneuver? Well, 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 it, well he landed flat on his back. In it the was whitewash. yeah, it wasn't even his best version of it. But I think I think hindsight's a beautiful thing. They're going to look back at the end result of that score that really turned everything on its head, right, in my, in my opinion. And, and just re- to remind our listeners, this show is as loose as it gets. It's about four blokes who come in here and have very large opinions of certain uh, topics that we discuss. And right? differing. And, and we love your feedback, so throw your feedback. Send on it our, in now, actually. Yeah, 100%. Th- send it back on our uh, the Carve uh, Surf Show uh, page on our Facebook page, and, and we'll try and get uh, some answers out and some of our opinions out. But 
I think the judging, the, the WSL judges will look back. I hope they go back into their war room. They look at what, how it transpired and, and really sort of reassess that come the end of 2016 when the world title is in their hands. It's really realistically in their hands. They're going to have to stay true to what the pipeline masters is, and that is a barrel riding and, contest. And you know what? They weren't scoring maneuvers all event. No. At all. And they were literally big maneuvers were getting ones and, and not even ones. I mean, I mean, I heard some of the commentators saying when, when servers only needed like a one or a two, they're saying they had the hardest scores to get. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Look, it's going to be the biggest movie since Big Wednesday. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just an epic proportion. I don't like the happened. ending at all. No, the ending sucks, but look, there's a I'm film in this. There's, there's definitely another word that we haven't brought up yet, and it's priority. Otherwise, Cartman call it prioritar. Josh Kerr. Oh, oh, the worst hey, use of priority you've ever seen. Boys, yeah. let's Without go back to the start about all the drama. Like the event started with Evan Giesemann near, near drowning, right? Yes. Yeah. Then, we had, then we had Owen Wright not being able to serve because he had concussion. Well, There's been big so derby, many highs big and lows. First wave. It's, a, it's just been an amazing contest. Well, look, uh, going back to Owen Wright, it was actually a brain bleed. He had a right. concussion and a brain bleed, which saw him uh, get taken to the Is hospital. Is that from a, hold, from a hold down or did he hit the roof? I think it was actually on their way out. He got really he got pumped pretty bad uh, trying to get out from, from uh, all accounts. But look, at the end of the day, um, you know, it, there was so – I would love to see the types of numbers that were glued to either your computer and or here in Australia, the uh, this Fox Sports um, – Program because it would have been absolutely massive. Well, I didn't leave. I didn't leave the lounge for what was it two to three days. Oh. You know, like other than the lay days, I was transfixed. The waves, like there, there's just so many different talking points. The the Mick John John Slater heat. I mean, you know, CJ's final day kind for, of for competition. Felipe Toledo not getting the score he needed yeah. against uh, was it Keanu Singh. I'm not, or is it Mason Ho? Mason Ho. Jeez, his, his father thought he got it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Double Gillettis. Oh, I did too. I thought he got it as well. Yeah. I was yeah. very surprised that he also cost me a Maldi. But, but, that, yeah. but that's God what the pipeline event is all about. And for it to come down to, and as we sort of we, we dive down into it, for it to come down to the one call uh, of, a, of a big maneuver that some say was made, some say it wasn't made, he got the score for it, really turned everything on its head and, you know, uh, I, I quote the com- commentator saying about Mick, you know, you couldn't script it. Well, as it was going on, some director in Hollywood or screenwriter was writing the next movie that will be on Mick Fanning, who I agree with you. He is a freaking superhuman, that guy. I'll tell you one thing that I was a little bit disappointed was uh, an after a post-heat interview with Peter Mel. Awful. And he actually said to Mick Fanning, he said, um, he said, look, I know you got some pressure of the, you know, winning this fourth world title, but is there anything else going on that you might... And, you know, he knew exactly what was going on. I thought it was... A, and he put him right on the spot and, you know, almost brought Mick to tears. I we know 100% really that he did know. Yeah, he... he Mate, yeah. everyone knew. Well, that's disgusting then. Yeah, it was, it, it was all over the news, you know, first for, at first light. So... Um, you know, why Peter went that route about, you know, trying to sort of prod something out of Mick, I, I'm not sure. Maybe it was a brain fart or something, but I, I thought it was poor taste. You know, let the guy, give him some sort of privacy. Talk about the world title. Talk about the race rather than trying to get an exclusive on, you know, another one of your family members. It was classic away. 60 minutes going for tears. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, well, that's what, I, I wrote that on our Facebook page. I, I, we I thought some genius that. did. But it, that's what it was, mate. We're at a surfing event. Like, let's not go for the heartstrings yeah. and the and the powerful stuff. Like, let's just talk to him about how he surfed, how he's feeling. You know, what's going on in his private life isn't my, yours, or anyone else's business. All right, boys. Let's 
You know, we all know the story of Mick. Everyone does. Adriano de Souza. I mean, the guy, it, look, I said it before, I'll say it again. Not a huge fan of his surfing style, but unquestionably the work ethic, the amount of passion and dedication and commitment this guy puts in to winning his first world title to me is on. You can't question it. He stayed with Jamie O'Brien, didn't he, for the yeah. month leading into the Smartest comp- move he's yeah. ever made. Mate, you know one thing I noticed too? He doesn't have the big blue chip uh, sponsor. He doesn't have the Rip Curl or the Billabong or the Hurley sponsor. He He's sponsored, I think, by the Brazilian government or something like that. So he's not doesn't have the the luxuries that the, the Medinas that have. So him going to Jamie O'Brien's house was just off his own bat. You know, there's no uh, special accommodation for him. Otherwise, he stays, you know, wherever. It was the smartest move anyone in that competition made all, all event. Yep. It was it was the, the, he was like striking gold. To have Jamie O'Brien in your corner telling you exactly where to sit, exactly which waves to catch, and what to do when you're out there at Pipeline. And, and that is not to freak out. Because how many times have we seen boys that many surfers freak out and, and lose their shit? Well, Adriana Souza didn't lose anything. He won. Mate, one person that freaks out and loses his shit is Kelly Slater surfing against D'Souza. <laughs> Every it. time, mate. He's got him mentally. Yeah, well... Uh, He's, uh, I think he's got the, the knot on him probably, uh, I think they've surfed against each other five or six times, and DeSouza's got five out of six on him. Well, as, um, as Craig Robinson, one of our very loyal listeners pointed out, he gave uh, Adriano 12 hours in the limelight before he dropped his bombshell. Can, can we talk about that? <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on that? Because it was well uh, spotted by Robert. It was literally 12 hours to the yeah. minute that Slater uh, produced the, you know, the film of the year, I dare say, for us surfing folk, but... Uh, yeah, he didn't let him. Uh, he didn't let him savor the glory, did he? I wonder if we had it would have been the same had Mick won the world title. I wonder if he might have held off a little bit longer had it been Mick. But I know there's a bit of history there between Kelly and Adriano, so maybe he was uh, yeah. itching to get it out there. That's a that's a very good uh, piece of feedback there. So you know, pipeline memorable moments for you, Shooter. Oh, mate, the, the, like like Silky said, mate, I was on the lounge just. Yeah, mes- my me- the most memorable for me was that three man heat, John, John, Kelly, and Mick. It was just unbelievable how that that could have gone either either way right up to the last minute. That was a great heat. How about you, Wilbur? Josh Kerr sitting fifteen uh, feet outside of a guy when he's got priority, and Mick could have paddled out and raised his arms and said, "I'm world champion." That's the letdown. Yeah, and too memorable for me. Even though it's a negative. Yeah, I. I I unfortunately had to watch that too. I thought it was a bit, um, you know, out of character for Josh. But my most memorable moment was um, the similarities, the style and grace and positioning of uh, Mason Ho, so like his dad. So, and and wasn't it? just what so a, happens a, to be my, my hero. Yeah, yeah. And his interviews were were amazing. Did I, any? Did anybody? S- did he flick off a wave at one stage and actually yeah, um, did the chuck? Have a little bit no of one's a done uh, that for years. strangle the monkey yeah. on the way on the way off the yeah. back of the woods. Little prison was? wank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sure didn't know how to commentate that. No. They didn't, did they? Oh, they're too politically correct in that joint. But um, Mason Ho for me was, you know, he's one of the most underrated surfers on this planet. Um, his gene pool is 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 huge. Obviously, his ball sack is even bigger, and the way he surfs that place is so much like his dad still doing it. The tender age 50, of fifty-five. So. Wow! But he's special, special mention yeah. to Jack Robinson as well coming yeah. through the trials. I mean, that was they had some really good ways for that um, part of the event, and I thought he was just unbelievable. Shmoo, let me ask you, Keanu was seeing you know the family. You must have been happy with his performance. Uh, you know what? I was so happy for Keanu. Uh, you know, it, to put yourself—I don't care if you're Hawaiian or not. 
to we said this on one of our previous shows to put yourself in that position um, going into Hawaii. You never want to do that. I don't care if you're Sonny Garcia, Keanu Singh, Andy Irons, Bruce Irons, whoever it might be, Jamie O'Brien. But he did it. You know, in his first year to have that that stoicness, to have that poise, to have that steely grit. Back to, to gr- himself. We talked about him backing himself. Backing himself. And you know what? In, in, in a field that is so heavily talented at Pipeline and, and his uh, virtual inexperience. I mean, he's been surfing there all his life, but not at that level. And to uh, finish 20th in the world was amazing. And also, too, to Michelle Perez, who suffered injury all, all year finished 21st and not have to use that injury wild card went to Jordy Smith and uh, Matt Banting yes and what about Seabass getting so close Uh yet so far well you know when you don't back yourself on the QS tour when you know quite well that uh, your first couple of years on tour are going to be tough ones um, you just got to Put blame where blame is due, and that's on yourself. Did he finish one spot out? One spot well out. Then, well, if Bede, if Bede's not fit early in the in the piece, he's got a lot, pretty long road to recovery. Seabass might. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about those injuries. Well, Bede yeah. Durbridge, the the screw, the plates, boys. I I'm feeling it could be career ending for him. I I don't think so. Just as uh, someone who's had back surgery, I know I this hope is in not. his pelvis. Don't trust me, I hope. I, not. I think he's got probably twelve months of rehab. Before he so before you he get in the water, so we'll, you don't think we'll see him next year. I don't year? think you'll get in, get him next year, mate. It's a it's a major injury to fracture your Huge. pelvis, you know. So it's the fulcrum of your body as well. So I, I'm assuming probably miss the best most part of the year. Yep, Wilbur. Well, mate, how's your pelvis? With that, if we, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about pelvises. <laughs> if mate, if it was he a hasn't seen it, haven't <laughs> seen it in ten years. <laughs> oh, Eva, oh, coming oh, down. Oh, that was coming, mate. If you. A few more inches up, and I don't want to talk about a few more inches up anyone's pelvis. Mate, that was lights out. As soon as that yeah. hits the spine on a wave that size, that would have just been awful. So he's, he's pretty lucky with what he got away with. A lot of these guys come back stronger after big injuries. We spoke about that last time with Mick and with Owen. But at the ripe old age that he is, I wonder whether he'll pull it off. Yes, uh, let's you know all our best wishes go to B. Durbridge. You never want to see someone with that much talent, and and he puts in so much hard work into his surfing. You know, go out like that, not on his terms, but on, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, through an injury. Well, let's talk about um, going out on their own terms. C.J. Hobgood, mate, he, hats he, off. He definitely went out on hats his own off. terms, and you know, the surfing he produced at Pipe was unbelievable. That ten point ride, I'm so glad he got it. It was well deserved. Mate, I spent six weeks with CJ in the Rusty House in 2000, and you won't meet a nicer guy. Him and his brother and his, his old man Cliff Senior, and uh, I've been lucky enough to surf with him even around our local breaks. He's just a, a champion bloke in and out of the water, and for him to progress so far, it's a great way for him to finish his career. Got a ten, you know what else? What else can he ask for? Yeah, and he, great performance at Chopu. Yeah. Yep. Replicated what Freddie P did at Trestles, yeah. you know, went out on his terms with some bi- with a big score, perfect score actually. Uh, hats off to CJ Hubgood. We know that he has been doing some work with the WSL and and uh, other sponsors, so we know that uh, fortunately for him, there's a path and he'll follow that path and he'll do quite well. I think he's also working on his own brand, that salty salty crew, salty crew. Yep. So yeah, he's uh, he's going all right. Glenn Micro Hall. Yeah, Micro, you know, the, the, the little man with a big heart. He walks around um, with his heart on his sleeve. And, you know, he's uh, unfortunately, he's, a couple of years ago, he suffered that back injury in Fiji. Uh, did it pretty tough trying to get back onto the tour um, with people saying, oh, you got the wild card. And no, you don't have the wild card. I remember that whole sort of scenario. But uh, he's been a credit to the sport. Why did he serve for Ireland and, and not for Australia? Is there, is there, well, I mean, obviously he held an Irish passport. Yeah, yeah he's, got two, he's got two, both yeah. passports, but maybe he's just 
a bit of an attraction, the international flavour. The tax haven, maybe. We just love spuds. He just loves spuds. But the thing about him, I think he does a fair bit of coaching on the side, so I don't think he'll be lost to the sport. I think you'll no. still see him in a like Johnny Gannon, Wil- the Johnny Gannon type um, position, you know, mentoring yeah. slash coach. Yeah, he's got his, he's fully fully accredited, so and he's uh, you know he's very sound in what uh, in his coaching prowess. So hats off to him. Hats off to all the guys who retire this year. You've uh, you've really entertained us, and we look forward to whatever uh, paths you're going on in the future. Let's open up a little bit more um, during the Pipeline Pro. A lot of our list, our viewers and our listeners, sorry, were uh, giving us feedback in terms of how our show was running, what sort of comments we were making. Um, I know, Shudu, you've, you've got some questions there that uh, some of our listeners sort of chimed in with. Yeah, we, well, Silky, you know, we, we filled a few, you know, we're, look, we're, we're the carve up and we, we, we do carve each other up, we carve everybody up, but we, we did, there was a, a post that, that came on from uh, one of our listeners from Ireland, uh, Ronan O'Dowd, and he was concerned that, uh, about maybe some of the talk leaning, uh, being a little bit racist uh, as our, on our baggings of Brazilians. And um, look, I've got a, I've got a firm belief on it. Like, I, as a race, you know, I've never been to Brazil. I've never been to South America. They're, they're probably beautiful people. But as a surfing fraternity, and, I mean, who hasn't been on a surf trip and been harassed, dropped in on, bullied by bunches of Brazilians? Oh, you want to sit here for an I hour mean, and let me tell you, you my mean, stories? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, look, they're generally looked upon as arseholes in the water. And that's the way we see it. So, for me, opening up on Brazilians, it's clearly, as a surfing fraternity, certainly not racial, racially based. So, have you um, tried any of their export <laughs> yeah, the beer's well, down. The beer down there is. I good. believe it's yeah. called Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, it's called Acai. It's very good. Look, let, let let me remind our listeners: we are four blokes that are very opinionated, and that's all it is. It's the be all and end all of our show. We have our opinions, just like our friend in Ireland does. Uh, we are not racist by any means in, or any stretch of the imagination. We have our opinions, and we will we will voice those opinions on this show. That's why they call it the carve up. So um, look. As far as the Brazilians go, they have taken over the world. The Triple Crown, the Pipeline uh, Masters, the world title. They are on WQS, number one. one. And uh, well done to them. And you know what? They're here to stay. Now they they can have their own tour. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, it pains me to say it, but I really see a seismic shift. They they could be at the top of the tree for, for a number of years now. I really believe that. Get out of there, ass. I'm telling you, mate. Well, who, look, okay. Next year, who, who are the threats up from Medina at Toledo and throw in D'Souza? Well, Mick Fanning, okay. Joe Parkinson. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Joel. I don't think Joel. I don't think Joel. I think Aki was talking about coming back, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I really think, look, th- th- if we're surfing this kind of, you know, we're, the, okay. the ways that we're surfing, the high performance waves, the way the judging criteria is, Medina and Toledo with their air game interlinking manoeuvres. Mate, seriously. Well, I think there's going to get to a stage where the, the judges are going to have enough of these, these, especially Felipe Toledo. I mean, look, these little air. Oh. I don't know, mate. I, I'm just starting to but feel. He's linking turns into he's, him. He's a very that, sharp surfer, that guy, mate. Yeah, that, yeah, kid, that kid is, he's only just scratched the surface. In, he's in 18, mate. And then you've got to think about, well, you know, Silky, you're talking about the Brazilians taking over the world here. What about John John? Hasn't hit his straps yet. You know, you've got to think about guys like that. Um, hey, Shmoo, can I throw something at you here? Because you were back on the tour in these critical years. Um, Why didn't Japan make the jump instead of Brazil? Too kind. Because the Japanese surfers back in the day were were too friendly of a nation. Now you're starting to see the emergence of 
a bunch of Japanese kids who have cotton on. They've moved over to the United States, California. Look at K- Kanoa Igarashi. Yep. So he holds dual passports, right? I still think he's a little too young to go on tour, but it, the kid's done the hard yards. So back in the days, it was different. You know, your Suji Kusuyas, your Takao Kugas, and all those guys, they're so nice. They're good competitors, great surfers. Satoshi Sakino. Yes, Satoshi oh, Sakino. Yes. They did not have the aggression that th- these modern-day Japanese surfers they do. They were gentlemen. Yeah, nowadays they could give a shit. Like, it's their backyard, <laughs> and you're not pissing in it. Why then, why then Balinese? Aren't we ever talking about the emergence well, of the Balinese pro surfer? I mean, Rizal's won. But as soon as you go over there, they're blowing up like nothing else. But they are big. Yeah, they, they, are never, big. they never seem to they go big, to the next stage. Big, big, I'll tell you what, I can, I can answer that one. They, the Rupia. Uh, homesickness. Homesickness. The Balinese people are very, very homely people. I've heard that they, one. They, they really struggle to travel. And um, they suffer from homesickness. A lot of my really good friends, like Marta Kasim and, and Katup Mender and that back in the year, they, when they come to Australia to surf in competitions, they really, really... Uh, missed home, and then they couldn't wait to get back there. So that, that I reckon that's a huge factor. But but in Bali, the aggression's there. Don't worry about that. Yeah. They're not as friendly as they used to be out in the water. Well, they get a bit of island fever, just like the Hawaiians. So guys, we're going to go to a short break. Uh, our listeners, stay with us. And, of course, keep giving us your feedback on our Facebook page, The Carve-Up Show. We look forward to uh, answering you and uh, bringing you more action right after this. So. Oh, it's gang
welcome back to the Carve Up Surf Show. Of course, uh, this is the show where we just take things, we carve them up the way we see fit. And that was a bit of ganga jang, some old school stuff. Nightwax, boys. Nightwax. Doozy of a song. Doozy. We love that stuff. Guys, and uh, Mr. Will, way up there in our studios up northern New South Wales, um, this next topic that we're going to jump straight into um, is a doozy. Uh, the whole world has now seen the new Kelly Slater Wave Company's Wave Pool. Boys, chime in whenever you want. Wilbur. Okay. How good to see. That's first off. One of the big things that Greg's had trouble getting investors in is, is the thing going to bloody well work? And now we've seen it that the technology does work. You get, it gets to a size that's way surfable. Very, You can compete in it for sure. My problem with his is I noticed in one of the shots you see a massive backwash off the wall. Now, how long does it take until you can produce another wave to make it uh, workable as a business and for competition? We yeah, should just add, so we should just add we have spoke to Greg tonight. He was meant to come on the show. Unfortunately, we can't get him tonight, but hopefully we will can get him. Can I tell him. you the reason we didn't get him? Go, mate. Star Wars. He, he had a little. He had to flip the coin over between us and the Washington Post. Right. Oh, yes. That's how close he was. He goes. I know the carve up are emerging. They're yeah. coming through. But the Washington Post what? just won. Just because we've got 10,000 listeners, we've got to get 10,001 before it gives us the exclusive? That's dead he's, right. He's, look, he's going to be in hot demand, uh, Greg, to answer Kelly's... It, 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 look, the whole wave pool thing, to me, is unbelievable. I think Greg Weber's wave pool is awesome. I think Kelly Slater's wave pool uh, concept is awesome. Uh, the thing that... One of the first things that crossed my mind, boys, is... What we covered off on one of our previous shows, I think it was four or five shows back, it was the Olympics in Japan. And who will get the nod? I mean, we can, we'll ask Greg that question. Um, you know, it will be worth millions, well, that technology, if the oh, wave pool well, is. Well, it will be worth millions. What if about you in the Arab nations? The I saw a photo yes, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, of them building another wave pool in Saudi Arabia or that's Dubai. What, that's where the, that's where so the cash I think is. That's where, the, I mean, that's where the cash is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they could pop up everywhere. Once it's perfected, they will pop up everywhere. There's no two ways about it. Well, we'll that's go, it. Oh, no, As we'll, soon as it is seen, mate, you're talking about China. Like, you could have 30 pools there. As soon as it starts in the States, there'd be one in every state. So you could have a tour as well. This is a lot of the business and stuff that I shouldn't get into too much that I know through Greg. But this is a lot of the stuff they're tossing up on. It's such massive business. Once this thing's working. So, Will, my question to you is, because you're obviously closer to Greg than any one of us, is that do you think, in your opinion, and being as you know, brother to Greg, do you, think, do you see this as a benefit to both him and Kelly, is the fact that you know, these things could pop up everywhere and it could be one or the other? Absolutely. For sure, mate. It's well, everyone wins then, right? Everyone wins. Yeah. Well, well they, seem, they seem to be two completely different uh, prototypes. I mean, Greg's is obviously the circular... Uh, the circular, more of a the, the amphitheater, you know, he's, he's set up, and I don't know if they work on the same mechanics. That's the that's the but, question. But Kelly seemed to be in a lake, and um, I'm not sure, you know, where and the energy was coming from. Kelly's look like Kelly's. the wave garden, sort of similar yeah. to yeah, the wave but garden. The, the question is, what is the foil that they're using to produce the wave? So, yeah. I mean, if you're familiar with Greg and Will's stuff that they used to do years ago, where they get the fishing trawler, run it down the the river, and, and make the perfect wave run along the bank. There's something propelling the wave towards the, the shallow end of the beach, right? Yeah. What is pushing Slater's wave onto that, well, that reef, artificial reef? It looks like some reef. form of train track down the centre of the water, and it'll be like a plough tooth. Uh, Greg's one's patented. So it all – look, I shouldn't talk too much about it, but 
look at the wave garden. That's blown out of the water now by Slater's. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm hoping that Kelly's is going to be like the blow-up doll and Greg's is going to be the silicon doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what I'm talking about, boys. Yeah. I did notice, we showed, did you notice when that uh, cameraman was in the water, when Slater comes to that section where it really sort yeah. of uh, shallow, you know, bottoms out, and he's only standing in up to his waist holding his, uh, holding his camera in the air. There is an article that obviously Greg's been in high demand, but uh, just on that point where the guy's standing, Greg mentioned something about the pitch. And yeah. uh, can you elaborate trough. on that, Will? Just a bit on that? Yeah, well, the thing is that the, the less gradient you have, the wave's going to be softer. Think of something like a Noosa or the Pass. Now go to the extreme, go to Chopa where you've got drop-offs, and that wave just about is entirely trough. So it's going to have something to do with gradient and, yeah, a- angle and depth of water. Interesting, but nonetheless, it, I was, it was mind-boggling it to was. see... Oh. You know, let alone Kelly's anyone, let alone Kelly Slater, in getting double barreled, um, doing big turns on what looked like a very steep face, and four with foot? a lot, of, with four a lot of power, foot, yeah. with a lot of power behind it. And you know what? I mean, to have and a twenty second barrel to go with it, and to have options of yeah. Kelly's and Greg's technology now that will sprout up everywhere. To me, as a surfer, gets me so excited. And to think that we, we could be on uh, live-to-air television watching events and, in, and maybe perhaps even in the Prime Olympics. Time. And maybe them two collaborating, maybe, let me the Olympics. A- let me ask you this, Will. Obviously, you're close to Greg. How far away are we from this technology? Like, relatively... Well, we're there. We're there. Yeah, I know, but th- that's a prototype. And, like, to, to mass-produce this stuff, we're talking 20 well, years? Greg, we're talking Greg's, 10 years? What nah, are we talking? No way. No way at all. It's all to do with funding. Greg's got their blueprints. They, they can build one tomorrow. And, man, this is going to happen so much quicker now that they've seen Kelly make a wave of that size. I think Greg's is two foot bigger, which is just going to be a whole different wow. realm. Give, give, give us a figure. Well, Greg's is going to have to be two foot bigger now. In all seriousness, he's, he's, got to, he's got to come up with something better than that. Yeah. Give us a figure uh, off the top of your head. I, I, I know you're close. Look, I don't know building time, but you'd have to think to build a park. See, the, the size of Greg's business is that there's going to be You've got all the retail around it. Kelly's just dug a hole and proved that the technology works. Well, how do you know that Kelly's doesn't have the retail around his as well? I mean, you could you could have Kelly's shops. just dug a hole. I love it. <laughs> it <is laughs> exactly. Exactly. In Shitsville, Toledo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just dug a hole. It's fine. Jesus, I'd love but to get to that hole. The people that are going to do it are, are, are so big in business that you're going to have to build these. They're almost small towns, and right. it's going to be a franchise. Well, uh, you know, in any case. Surfing wins. The public, people who have never tried the sport in their life win because they're going to be in locations that don't have to be coastal. They can be anywhere in the world. It can be in Saudi Arabia in a sand pit for all we care. And but I'll tell you who go and catch a wave in one. Mick Fanning. No sharks. <laughs> what's it, what, what, yeah, that's right. I mean, what's it worth to have you and a couple of mates hired out for the day? I mean, what's, what's it going to be worth it's, a what per well, wave? It's like a country club. Concept, like a what? Right? What was that first one? <laughs> Lucky you're correct. There's a, there's a pack of them surfing it. <laughs> Hey, look, Mate, look, Greg's works out to be pretty economical from what I've heard. Well, c- hopefully we'll get to talk to him yeah. uh, this week, Will. We'll have a little yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. And we'll put up as a separate podcast uh, where we go head-to-head last with question, Greg Weber. Last question, boys. What do you reckon? Was Kelly riding one of Greg's boards? Because I know that Ooh. he's been riding one of Greg's boards uh, in many events uh, throughout the year. Did he just, like, put a little bit of a jab in there by riding oh, one <laughs> I of wonder. his boards? Huh? <laughs> We're trying to look that up online. That'll be interesting. If someone on our Facebook page... Can actually find out if anyone has the inside scoop. We'd love to know. Give it to us. Uh, does Kelly Slater ride Greg Weber 
shaped board in his own wave pool. That'll stir the pot. I wonder if the hunts. I wonder if the hunts on to find out exactly where that wave is. Where, where, do, where do you reckon it is, Shmoo? Oh, look, it's not 110 miles uh, from the coastline because Kelly doesn't drive that far. Guys, just a final one. I've just been sent a clip of uh, from Sean Chafer, who's uh, the bag. Got a, he's got a breaking news: long jetted to be turned into a world-class wave park. Council wins international tourism award and surfer premier Mike Baird to party wave first wave with Kelly Slater <laughs> opening day. Wishful thinking. Well, why not? So there you are. The people, the people of the world are talking about this. Well, Mike Baird. Our, our it's a waxhead. He, yeah. he loves a bit of a surf. I actually surfed with him in a charity event not that long ago, and he has a, he has a good dig. So if anyone's going to back it, it's going to be, you know, or for Kelly, in Kelly's case, obviously Greg's got plenty of backing here in Australia, but for, for Kelly's sake, uh, Mike Baird would definitely be hopefully on that bandwagon too. But uh, nonetheless, Will, your brother's going to win. Kelly's going to win. They're going to make millions and millions of dollars, and rightly so because they've poured their heart and soul into it. Hopefully we'll get to talk to Greg tomorrow and really get some exclusives uh, for our listeners, boys, um, because it is something that uh, is a huge talking point in the world of surfing as well as the world in general, and uh, it's awesome. The sky's the limit. What about when they build a huge dam and have the first big wave surfing event? (laughs) 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 Mate, you build something that makes a 20-foot wave pool, you wouldn't go in it, would you? That's it, boys. Um, all right. Well, you know, jumping straight into the next one. 2015 for the sport of surfing and people uh, that have been affiliated with it w- within competition brand-wise has been amazing. Uh, some of the highlights, uh, one in particular that were first cab off the rank. Highlights for 2015, boys. Agree or disagree? Uh, first one off the, off, the, off the rank should be the shark attack on Mick Fanny. Well, that's, well, that's, 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 a, that's a low light and a highlight, isn't it? And it's number one. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the number one. Um, yeah. Highlight or talking? Can I can I throw this in? Will Mick Fanning, after all the adversity and everything he's been through this year, is he a special for Australian of the Year on Australia Day honours or an Order of Australia? He's got to get him. Someone's someone's got to pin a medal on that kid's how, chest. How about the Nobel Prize? <laughs> Seriously, fucking give it all to him. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and Oprah special. Well, I'd, I'd just like to ask something. Do you think you'll surf at J Bay next year? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And what yeah, I reckon he will. He's already made. He's already made, made comment to it. Why wouldn't you? And it, look. It's one of the best ways in the world. I know it is, mate, but he's going to be sitting out there in a man-on-man heat. I mean, how is he going to be focusing? I know he's, a, 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 he's got a very steely resolve, but how the hell is he going to be able to focus? Exactly. On, the steely resolve. Look at what he had to go through. Um, the unfortunate passing of his brother um, last week or a few days ago and had to focus on what was in play, what was in front of him. To me, I, I get goosebumps just thinking yeah. about how superhuman this guy is. And yes, he will be sitting out there with one other guy. But let me tell you, modern technology, WSL will make sure that they have everything in place um, to make sure that the safety of the surfers come first. Which means, I know that you said uh, earlier in the year about it, because it's a, a nature, National Park Reserve, none of the jet skis or boats are allowed anywhere near. That the, will change. That will change. That yep. will change. Yep. What do you reckon, Will? That, that has to change. It has to change in oh, order for them man. to go back there. At least if it's off the area and they've got the technology with the hanging electrical seaweed walls that they've made, there's going to be something there for sure. Whether it's jet skis going up and down, Drones. they can try that other technology. Now, uh, so shark attack, number one, first cab off the rank. Uh, you had yep. one, uh, Will, you you chimed in off air? Oh, you know what? Something that just came to mind, Kelly's 4.17 at Trestles. Oh. Oh. <laughs> was that a highlight? <laughs> hey, that was one. He was ripping. He was yeah. tearing in that. If the um, other highlight, you were, what I was talking about, was Owen at um, Fiji. Yeah, two, two perfect heats. Some of the strongest turns, not just the barrels, 
the death-defying takeoffs in the barrels, but those turns he did, you may know reminiscent of Oki, and someone said possibly harder than Oki. They were on edge, on rail turns. Yeah. A, a couple for me that just stand out. I was so happy to see Adam Melling requalify. You know, a lot of so people say that he gets underscored. He he does this every year. He, he leaves it to the last possible chance. Like, there was 10 seconds left in that heat for him to get the score. I think he needed a, a four point something or other. And they, as, you, yeah. as they say, oh, you know, was he, and he, I think he got barreled uh, back door. So just see the smile on his face when he got out of the water and his partner or wife or whatever kissed him. I, I was just that happy. For, I think Tommy Whitaker was holding his boards. It was just really happy well, for him to see it. You know what? The smile was because was he was going to pay rent this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like, man, we got rent money for one month, baby. Let's go home and okay. celebrate. And, and, you know, well, look, he had to wait till, till the last event of the season to, to requalify. Yeah, well and, done and, to and him. What, another one of our very loyal listeners, uh, Matt Chappie Coleman, he's put on the Facebook page about Melling being underscored heavily throughout the year. Maybe it shouldn't have had to come down to him needing the last event to requalify because there's a few heats that he probably should have got through yeah. that he I do recall heavily si- underscored. We've talked about it yep. in some earlier yep. shows. And he is, uh, again, he's like amazing. He's very underrated. You know, he sort of flies under the radar. He's so talented. But uh, it's the thing, man. The, the, the difference between number one in the world and number 32 in the world is a bee's dick. You know, and sometimes the judges get it wrong, and in Adam Melling's case, they've got it wrong on more than a few occasions throughout the year. I agree with uh, Chappie's comment there, and hopefully Adam He's going to win a hat for that comment. <laughs> He's going to... Yeah, we get a free <laughs> video <laughs> on that. <laughs> well, well, Adam, Adam, Adam is such a technical surfer, and you wonder about when guys are on, on that lower half of it, whether the judges are thinking, who should I get rid of this year, and who do we want to slip up? The same I'm can be sure safe like a Brett there. Simpson. You know, there's, a, there's always, uh, I think Miguel Pooper, there's guys that are constantly, at the, or Freddie P was one, constantly fight, fighting tooth and nail to re-qualify every well, year. Kobe, yeah. Kobe Graham mentioned that, uh, that um, Adam Melling says very similar to Mick Fanning. He does. But very yeah. similar. But, I mean, tactically, they're, they're worlds apart. Yeah. I mean, Mick Fanning's the ultimate, ultimate gun as far as, you know, Professionalism goes and, and winning preparation heats, prepara- and all the rest of it. Whereas yeah. Adam Melling just might ha- just might have uh, the, a couple of those things missing to you know that well, ho- to get him through those heats, those close ne- ones. Hopefully next year he goes back to the drawing board after this year and and he gets a little bit more aggression. And one one guy, one thing that's missing off this list, boys, is the surprise package of the year. It's got to be a highlight. It's a Tala Ferrero. Who saw him come? What about the Brazilian Andrew Maguire? It was my dark horse early in the piece. Yeah, and you're the racist one. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. He's a Portuguese Andrew Maguire. If you've ever seen a photo shooter, he's got the big hooter and everything, mate. I love him. Poor man shooter. You know, 12 months ago, who was the Tala Ferreira? Exactly. It was a chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) It was a box of chocolates. And I'll tell you, from, from his first wave, I saw it at the Gold Coast. I went, this guy's something. He I, reminded me a bit of Magoo De La Rosa with his projection. Oh, I tell you, you remember what, that, Schmo? Well, yes, I do. I mean, Eddie? While, while we're uh, handing these accolades out, I just want to give Wiggly Dantes a, a mention just for his name. <laughs> it's unreal, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, Whenever wobble. I see someone kooking it or just wobbling around, like if they're having yeah. a bit of I say, mate, you, you got the Wigglies. You I tell you what, wigglies. for somebody, for, for a team of blokes that apparently hates Brazilian so much, it's, a, it's got a very Brazilian flavour, this, this whole I show. I tell you what, with that in mind, I'm going to play a Carlos Santana song from uh, many classic moments. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
There you go. That one's to all our Latin friends out oh, there. Oh, Taking yeah. it back old school. Many classic moments. There's a couple of weather. Jesus, nice hey? work there, Cooper. Uh, you like that one? Well done, well done. Welcome back to the Carve Up Surf Show. Uh, Shooter, Will, Silky, and myself, the Shmoo Man. Boys, last show of the year. It's going to be a, a good little break off. But before we have that break, we've got a few Hang more on, things is, to is discuss. Ch- is Chad Spivens back in Australia or is he still, I don't know. Is, has anybody MIA. seen or heard from him? He's, he's, he isn't. he's MIA well, he, he, Hawaii. He, I heard he was uh, hanging out with Kala. Yeah. Over there, <laughs> yeah. and uh, last, actually, last mate, I kid you not. I think I saw him holding hands with uh, a couple of the guys at the Eddie I Cow uh, ceremony today. Which yeah, it was, was on two days after two days the ceremony. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> he still thought the I ceremony. Hope he's he still had the lay on. I hope he's listening. <laughs> he was getting laid. I haven't heard there. one thing from him. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, boys, uh, you know we talk about highlights uh, before the break, and we we come back in with highlights. Uh, we got a couple more to go, but who can forget? One of the most historical days. We'll go down in surfing folklore as one of the most amazing big wave surfing days ever to happen uh, in the sport as of uh, currently. Jaws. Billy Kemper wins. One of a, a magical day. I'll be Lair. <laughs> wave garden the, extraordinary. The wave pool specialist. <laughs> yeah. The wave pool specialist. But boys, Jaws. Didn't she put on a show? Hats off to the WSL. Yeah. Hats off. I, I love and I love the judging criteria. Your best waves double scored. I don't know if there's somewhere down the track, you know, and they got gold, silver, and bronze events. So if it's, you know, at a, more of a fickle event, like so, Jaws was a gold, and ratings like yeah. a kind of a QS level style rating scale, I guess you'd say. But I think I think all that's relevant. Yeah. Why should Brazil uh, one foot closeouts be worth the same amount of points as a Bell's? That's okay. just my point. One of, one of the things I took out of the the. Uh, it was an interview, or one of the commentators was saying, it might have been Joe Trapel or Dave Stanfield, was saying how Peter Mill assembled the best big wave judges right. for that event. Now, it opens up the Pandora box uh, about the WSL judging uh, panel. No disrespect to any of them. It's a tough job, period. Um, all well, the respect in the world. But if I was a WSL, I just want to bring this – I don't want to get into it too, too deeply here, boys. But if I was a WSL, I would be putting a lot of eggs in the basket of getting the best judges in the world, i.e. former professional surfers, and making it attractive to them. And the outcomes could be significantly different in the past. What, because what Jaws makes- had the best judges and had the best surfer on the day win, Billy Kemper, and the best surfers in that event showcased what they were made what of. What makes a good surfer a good judge? There's an old analogy in football. Good footballers don't make great coaches. What What's different in, in surfing good and judging? Jockeys, jockeys can't tip. Yeah, but you know what I mean? <laughs> what, what makes a, a former pro be a, 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 a good judge? For me, per- personally, I think it's the credibility. I think they get it. I think that they, they know what it takes by being in those situations. I know you could use... Football as an analogy as well um, towards that or debate, but I think I'm a shit judge, and I was on the tour for many many years. But it's the guys who who really have that technical aspect or brain to 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 lay down those scores, and surfers would respect that. A lot of surfing is about respect and respecting the knowledge of that. You know, whether whoever it might be uh, as a judge, I think that uh, the WSL. They assembled the best big wave. Who, who, who were the judges? Uh, I'm not sure. Like that, I'll tell you, I'm a bloody good judge, Shmoo. You've put yourself down. I'm a bloody good judge. I'm terrible. Did ITN for years. <laughs> judged yeah. many a thing. Thanks, Will. To me, <laughs> to, to me, Mate, you, this you, comes down to. You can't to, qualify judging wet t-shirt contest as being a good judge. <laughs> Mate, you just look at the person that surfed and go, who would you rather have been on the wave? Which was better? 
comes down to that. And the thing is, I wrote on Facebook, imagine having Simon Anderson, Kong, Shane Horan, Oki, and I had, I say, Ian Cairns on there. I wonder with these judges, these five judges, whether there's a head judge floating around the back of them, speaking in their ear, saying, oh, go this way, go that way. You wouldn't get Simon Anderson listening to one head judge or any of them. So if you had five identities, guys are going to put their foot down and argue their case that that's why I said it and will be able to argue their case. My argument is that their surfing era ended 25 years ago. What quantifies them to be able to judge the high-performance style that that is now? Well, one for Simon, he shapes for a lot of the young guys and has, just... they all have an appreciation for it. Oki's got nothing but praise for the young guys. Yeah, look, could... I hear what you're saying, Cooper. Yeah, I'm just you know stating, yeah. stating a fact. Well, you know, in many sports, you do have former uh, athletes, gymnastics and uh, Olympic-style sports that are now judges. Uh, they, are, they make up the governing bodies, which I think is, is something that they should look at at least. Yep. They should definitely look at it. But when you're getting paid the peanuts that these guys, and pro- my hat goes off to these judges because it's a tough job that they're getting, um, you know, you're always going to get you're always going to get that type of judge. Anyways, I don't speaking wa- of speaking of judges, well, I think ABB be- boys, yeah, ABB Australian Board Riders Battle, Ooh. it's on in earnest. It is, it is, and uh, we we want to uh, congratulate some of the the, the surf clubs uh, that have already qualified for the national grand finals in Cronulla in 2016 Australia Weekend, 23rd and 24th. Yeah. Um, Shooter, we got some great clubs, and you know some clubs that have gone missing like. Kira, like uh, Narrabeen. Snapper, Narrabeen, like Snapper Rocks, they're not there. Who's there? Well, mate, I can see South Arm there from uh, Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, they're back in it. They won it last year as yeah, well. Yeah, they did. Point, Cap- look, point lookout. Point lookout from up on the Gold Coast. They're going to miss Beater. They're going to miss Beater. They were there, there last year. Yep. They were. Yeah. Margaret River, they're back again. Yep. they got a good little crew. Uh, Peninsula down in uh, Victoria. Vicko, Phillip Island. North Shelley. That, that's, yeah. that, I was staggered that they won the... Uh, Northern New South Wales Central Coast, which was against Warrywood, Narrabeen, you know, the, all the northern beaches. I was astounded, but congratulations to them. I'm looking at South Coast Surf Riders too. Is that, have, they, have they formed a super team? Well, I know Scarborough have got a pretty strong team, which yeah. uh, they were at last year. Owen and Tyler Wright, remember Tyler Wright went yeah. over the rails at, in the pool at Cronulla. So. And then you've got to watch out for the local teams. You know, you've got your, your Ali Board Riders, you've got your Allura, Connor well, O'Leary. Cronulla, Cronulla are an automatic pick because it's yeah. at their home beach. Yeah, so they get an automatic wild card. But, you know, Bronte, you got Bronte's always fielded a very strong side. January, yeah, January, 9, yeah. January 9 at Kiama is the next round for the Southern New South Wales Sydney uh, event. So the top two... I believe, go through. Yep. So that is that is your Bondi's, your Bronnies, yep. your Marubras and Cronulla's and whatnot. Yep. So it'll be in uh, – for those of you who are wondering if you can watch it, it'll be online. It'll be on Fox Sports as well on Australia Day weekend. But there'll be 20 clubs in total, uh, and it'll be outstanding because this is the grassroots, guys. This is where the future of Australian surfing champions and world champions um, are, are sort of born and bred. But also, too, the guy that loves to compete, that works on the tools all week, yep. or he's a painter or whatever. He works in a, a law firm. He goes and surfs in, in his club. I love this aspect Well, I, I was surfing. down there last year watching Bondi, and, and for me, the standout was uh, Coffs Harbour. They had Lee Winkler and all these... Um, John Cansdell. Yeah, they had great servers who, you know, are running surf school now and, and back on the tools, as you say. Burley and still, with, it's still ripping. And they're like, all down on the beach frothing, too. That's oh, what I mean. Yeah. You know, it was great. It was, it's a great spectacle, so yeah, make I'll, sure you go I'll down. I'll tell you, in the old days, they were a bit like D'Souza. Sponsored by the government. Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. old Bob Hawke surf team, mate. <laughs> well, yeah. Sophie, let's talk to a few of the presidents of these clubs in the next... In well, the we're, g- we're going to have a quick, you know, couple of week hiatus to get collect 
collectively gather our thoughts. But I think when we come back, what we will do is we'll put it out to anyone who's listening. Now I know what guys up in Queensland and, and you know, South Coast who listen to the show. If your team is uh, looking at qualifying or have already qualified, let us know. And uh, we're happy to have a chat with you guys. You know, tell us who your team is, who the captains are. I think that's the best way moving forward before we, we hop into the uh, the WSL. Yeah, boys, it's been a great year. Before we go off air, uh, let's get one New Year's resolution from each of us in 2016. What is it going to bring for you, Will Weber? Jeez, you threw that right at me. Right in your face. Well, man, I'd like to see the carve-up team on the beach up at Snapper Rocks. Oh, let's go, oh, Gorilla. Yeah. Well sell, sold and well said. How about you, Shooter Two Fish? I might start surfing again. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> well, you watch enough of it, you should be doing yeah, more of it. I think I will. Down the, down, going down the South Coast for a couple of weeks over Christmas, so um, hopefully there'll be some waves down Good there stuff. and get back amongst it. Silkman? I'm just going to stop bending for a bit. <laughs> this, this has been a heavy campaign over oh, really? Christmas. Oh, yeah. tell me. Yeah, big, my, big, it's been big. For myself, I got my dad out from Hawaii. For New Year's resolution, we're just going to hang out. Um, I'm going to do a lot more surfing in 2016 and uh, lose some of this fat gut that I got. But I do want to thank all of our listeners and uh, get out there, share the Carve Up uh, Surf Show Facebook page. Send us in any comments, guys. Don't we, forget iTunes. Yeah, we're, you can download us on iTunes. We'll be back in 2016, gentlemen, bigger, badder, and better. And uh, who knows, we might even be up on the Gold Coast. But uh, once again, have a safe Christmas, happy holidays uh, from the Carve Up crew. And until 2016, that's a wrap, boys. Two fish. One chip. Yahoo! See ya. <laughs>